Well, good morning to each of you. I'm thankful for the opportunity this morning to be able to speak from the Word of God and ask if you take your Bibles with me and please turn to that passage that was just read a moment ago in 1 Thessalonians in chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians in chapter number 5. And I'd like to bring your attention to a particular phrase that we find in this passage. And this is going to be the theme of this message this morning. But the phrase is found there in verse number 5. In verse number 6, I'll read in verse number 5. The Word of God says, Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. I'd like to speak on this morning the theme of let us not sleep as do others. And I trust that the Lord will help us this morning as we look together at this passage. I want to just go together in a word of prayer and ask that the Lord will bless this meeting together. And as we look at his word, let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we do just come before thee now. And Father, we are thankful, Lord, that we can come now and Lord, we can meet together like this. And Father, we thank Thee for the privilege that we have to have Your very Word, Lord, in our hands. Lord, to have Your very Word to be read even out loud, Lord. We praise Thee for that. Lord, we thank Thee, Lord, that You have given us uh, a message this morning. And I pray, Father, that You would please speak to every heart. Lord, I pray that every heart would be touched, Lord, please. I pray that everyone here would know that the Lord has spoken to them. Lord, I do pray this morning earnestly for those that are lost, Lord. I pray for those here who are yet without Christ, who may have come many times or even if this is their first time. Lord, I pray that you would be pleased to save them even today. Father, we ask that you would send forth thy spirit, Lord, please, to meet with us. Please minister to each of us now, we pray. Father, I do ask that men and women would forget the channel, seeing only him, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we do pray right now, and I do ask thee, O Father, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted, we pray. We ask this in Christ Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. As we come to this passage together and this theme that we're looking at this morning about not sleeping, and you say, what does that mean to not sleep? Many of you may have awoken from sleep this morning, but when I talk about sleep and when the passage is talking about let us not sleep, it's not referring to the rest that we have between last night and this morning. It's not talking about a sleep in terms of when we become tired and we need a rest, but when the Bible says here, let us not sleep. It's referring to a state of unconsciousness. And what I mean by that, it's a, it's a time in our life where we are not living as we ought to for the Lord. It's a time in our life that we may be not really doing anything for the Lord. Maybe you might say, I'm not really living as I should, or I've become a little bit weary in well-doing. Oftentimes in the life of a Christian, it begins with quite a, a bang, you might say. It starts off with uh, such an excitement. I remember the very first day where I gave my life to the Lord and the first few months was one of the greatest. In fact, there was such a joy in my heart and such a, a passion. I couldn't wait to tell everybody about the Lord Jesus Christ. But you see what happens is in the life of a believer, as days go on and months and years later, 
in a sense that novelty begins to wear off. And what happens if we're not careful is that we begin to sleep. We begin to be those that are unwatchful, those who are not ready, those who become very lazy at times. You see, the scripture warns us here in this passage, it says, Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. You see, the Lord commands us or the scripture commands us here that instead of sleeping, we ought to be those that are watching and that we are living soberly. I wonder today, if that could be said of you this morning, are you watching and living soberly? There's a few passages that we find in scripture talking about sleep. In fact, throughout God's word, it's mentioned many times about sleeping. I believe it's a theme that has been put there for us to learn something from. In fact, I'd like to read a verse from Romans in chapter number 13, a, a very familiar passage maybe to some of you here. But Romans chapter 13 and verse 11, the word of God tells us this. And it says, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. You see, the word of God teaches us here that it is high time. You say, when is the time that is most needed for Christians to be awake? The word of God says it is now to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Think about that. We are closer today than we have ever been to going to be with Christ. We are closer today than we have ever been to being with our Savior. When is the time to be awake? The scripture says, for now. For now. I wonder this morning, are you awake? By reading that passage there, we know that sleep has to do with time. The time that we have been given. The time that you have been given. Each of us here this morning has been given a specific amount of time. For each of you this morning, it's different. Not everybody is given the same amount of time. But you've been given a specific amount of time. And that time is short. And I wonder this morning, what are you doing with that time that God has given you? What are you doing with that short amount of time? In fact, just yesterday I was... Uh, speaking to somebody about uh, about how life is so short, we began to talking to them about on a on a gravestone, and what you see is that uh, that you have the date in which they were born, and then you see the date in which they passed away, and the the lifespan is simply that short little dash that is in between. That's all the time that you've been given, and I wonder this morning, what are you going to do with that small dash? That God has given you. I wonder this. Not what are you hoping to do. But I wonder this. What are you doing now? What are you doing now with the time that God has given you? There are various examples that we find in scripture. And with God's help this morning. I'd like to just show you through God's word. Different examples of those who slept. Those who remain sleeping. When the Bible says that it is time to awake. You say, why is it so important that we are to be awake? You say, why is it so important that I ought to be awake 
today. The Bible says here in verse number six, therefore let us not sleep. In order for us to know why it says, therefore let us not sleep, we have to look at the verses that are proceeding to this verse. The Bible says here in verse number one, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. You say, why is it so important that I must be awake this morning? Because the Bible says this, that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. I wonder this, if I was to rephrase that and say, if the Lord Jesus Christ was to come back today, would he find you sleeping or would he find you awake? Would he find you not doing the work of the Lord or would he find you one who is busy in the work of the Lord. I don't just mean busy, but I mean busy about doing my father's business. As the Lord Jesus Christ said himself, the Bible continues to say here in verse number three, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. That is such a powerful verse that we find there in scripture. You know why the Bible says this, for when they shall say peace and safety. I wonder today, are you one who is with Christ this morning or are you as they? They that say peace and safety. They say, I've got lots of time. I'm okay. I've got lots of time ahead of me. You might be here this morning and you say, I, I, I've got nothing really to worry about. There's nothing really happening. You know, I'm living in safety. I'm living in luxury. In fact, I've got peace and safety. The Bible says this, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. You see, we find here a warning that has been given that if you are not ready for that day, and if you are not one who is with Christ, then the Bible says that it is sudden destruction. And not only is it sudden destruction, the Bible warns us very clearly and it says this, and they shall not escape. See, I'm sorry this morning that if you know not the Lord Jesus Christ, then that is the end of those who know not Christ. Sudden destruction and they shall not escape. But if you know the Lord Jesus this morning, then the Bible says this, but ye brethren are not in darkness. See, I'm thankful for that. If you are here and you know the Lord Jesus Christ, then this is not your end. The Bible says ye are not in darkness, but ye are in light. That that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep. You see, the scripture tells us here, because we have been saved, we have been brought from death unto life, then we should be awake more than anybody else is. You see, the Christian should be the one that is more on fire and living and doing something with their life than anybody else should ever be. I wonder today, if you were to compare yourself with somebody who is not a believer, but they're a hardworking person and they're doing something for their own self maybe, I wonder, would your life match up to that? Or do you find yourself asleep? I want to share with you a few examples in scripture of those who were asleep. Leonard Ravenhill once said this, he said, our life can be split up into thirds. He said this, you spend one third of your life working. You spend another third of your life sleeping. 
And he asked this, what are you doing with the other third? I wonder this morning, what are you doing with your life? We find various examples of those who have given their life. In fact, various examples of those who have slept. And I'd like to point out them about what we can learn from them this morning. And very quickly, please be patient with me. I'll be turning to a few different passages, but uh, follow along there. I want to show you throughout God's word of examples of those that slept when they should have been awake. But God gives us these examples so that you and I can learn from them. So that you and I can take these warnings and say that I must not follow that same example. I want to begin by starting with Matthew in chapter 26. If you take your Bibles and turn to Matthew and chapter 26. And I want to begin with something which may be as some of you. You might be here this morning and you say, I'm a believer and I know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. I'm here today because I love the Lord Jesus Christ. And so were those who were his disciples. In fact, the disciples of Jesus were the very followers of Christ. And you might be here this morning and you say, I follow the Lord Jesus Christ. But even the disciples slept. Matthew chapter 26. And we see here in verse number 34, verse number 36. The Bible says this, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. You see, the Lord Jesus said to his disciples, Watch with me. Let's see what happens. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto disciples and findeth them asleep. He came unto his disciples, the very followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he finds them asleep. And he saith unto Peter, what could you not watch with me one hour? You see, the Lord is so gracious here. He said, just one hour. He said, could you not watch with me just one hour? But they are asleep. There are those who are the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you might be here this morning and you say, I follow him. But I wonder, do you find time to pray? Do you find time to be with him in prayer? This is on top of my list because I believe this is the most important. You see, prayer is one of the most essential parts of a Christian's life. If you do not pray, then the question must be asked is why? Why do you not pray? You see, we pray. One of the biggest problems I fear today is that the church of Jesus Christ is no longer a praying church. It's no longer a church that desires to pray. In fact, you see that because the prayer meeting oftentimes is the least attended. You see that oftentimes because when it comes to time of prayer, there's not very many people around. I wonder today, when it comes to prayer, are you asleep? Are you asleep? When it's time to pray, are you asleep? Not only were they asleep once, look with me back in that passage in Matthew 26. Verse number 
40, and he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto Peter, what could you not watch me with me one hour? Verse number 41, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went again. He went away again the second time and prayed saying, oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it and thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again. Not only were they asleep once, but they were asleep again. I wonder, when it comes to prayer, are you asleep? Or are you awake? Are you one who desires that communion with Christ? You say, I want to be with Christ. I want to enter into His courts with praise. The disciples were asleep. Not only is prayer for us to be able to commune with God, but in fact the Bible says this, and the Lord Jesus said in verse number 41, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. You see, there's many today who have fallen into temptation because they are not praying. They have fallen into temptation because you do not spend time with the Lord in prayer. I wonder, are you praying or have you fallen asleep? We can be so often tempted and caught up because we do not pray. Are you sleeping in prayer? Not only do we find the disciples sleeping. Another passage I'd like to bring your attention into the Old Testament, to the Old Testament book of Judges. And Judges chapter 16. Judges chapter 16 and verse number 15. And the word of God says, and this is uh, about Samson. Many of you know of Samson, the great and mighty warrior for the Lord. Judges chapter 16 and verse number 15. And the Bible says, this is referring about Delilah. And she said unto him, How canst thou say, I love thee, when thine heart is not with me? You see, that's something that the world says to the Christian. That is the very thing that the world says to the believer. How canst thou say, I love thee when thy heart is not with me? You see, the very thing that Satan desires this morning is your heart. He longs for that. He wants your heart desire to be for the things of this world. He does not want it to be for Christ. And when thine heart is not with me, thou hast mocked me these three times and have not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart and said unto her, there hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all this, his heart, she sent and called for the Lord of the Philistines, saying, come up this once, for he has showed me all his heart. I wonder this morning, have you showed all your heart to the devil this morning? He showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money into their hand, and she made him sleep upon his her knees. You see, the problem that we find here is that the Christian is asleep because they have fallen asleep on the knees of this world. They have fallen asleep on the knees of comfort and ease. The things of this world, 
the possessions of this world, the comfort of this world, the love of this world. And she made him sleep upon her knees and she called for a man and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head and she began to afflict him and his strength went from him. We find that many today have lost their strength because they're resting on the knees of this world. They've loved this present world. I wonder this morning, are you asleep because you love this present world? And not only do we find that Samson here was asleep, at once who was a mighty warrior for God, once who was known for his strength, and maybe some of you even here this morning, you were known one time or many times before where you were on fire for God. You served him, you were there at every meeting. When it was evangelism, you were there. When it was time to share in the gospel, you were there. But you've fallen asleep. You've fallen asleep upon her knees. And the sad thing is, the saddest thing is not the fact that he fell asleep on her knees. You know the worst thing that we find in this very passage? The Bible says here in verse number 20. And she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and he said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And this is the saddest thing that we find And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. He did not know that the Lord had left him. And some of you may be here this morning and you're asleep and you don't even realize it. You don't even know that you're asleep. He didn't even realize it. He was asleep. He was asleep. I wonder, are you asleep because you're so comfortable? with the ease of this world. Another parable, or a parable, in fact, this time I'd like to bring your attention to Matthew chapter 13. This is a parable of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another time where we find sleeping. Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 24. And the Bible says this, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while... Men slept. Again, we find sleeping in scripture. The kingdom of heaven is a man which sowed good seed in his field. What is that talking about? That's talking about the believer who's ought to be sowing good seed in the field. But when, but the Bible says, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears. You see, whilst We are asleep and not doing the things of the Lord and not laboring for the Lord as we should. There is an enemy who does not sleep. There is an enemy that is attacking who does not sleep. In fact, he he's looking for that opportunity for when we do sleep. He's looking for that time when you begin to rest and not want to live for the Lord and not really want to do anything in in a sense. That's the moment when the enemy wants to come in. And the Bible says this, and he sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. In fact, I believe that they probably didn't even realize it until a bit later on when they realized. Some of you here this morning are a bit like this. Because you've allowed the enemy to sow tares amongst you. 
You've allowed the enemy to come in and bring in things that are not biblical, that are not scriptural, that are not pleasing to God, and you've allowed it to come into your life and you think that it's okay. You might be here this morning and you say, it's okay to partake in these things. It's okay to fellowship with the things of this world. It's okay to go to these places and, and to go there and, and, and be with these people. But the truth is, we shouldn't. In fact, the Bible says, come ye, separate ye among them. Be ye separate from these things. The enemy is Satan, the roaring lion, but oftentimes he can come as a subtle serpent. And you don't realize it. And he's allowed, and you have allowed things to come into your life, into your Christian life that shouldn't be there. Things that you know that are not pleasing to the Lord, but because you're asleep, you don't even realize it. Because you're asleep, you've just let it slide. The enemy desires to sow false teaching, false doctrine among you. Many are asleep and they've allowed that to happen. And not only do we find that the enemies allowed false doctrine to come in or false teaching or things of this world to come in, but in fact, he's taken up the ground that could have been used for something better. Some of the things that you give your life to, the time that you give to the things of this world could be used for something far better. In fact, the enemy sowed tares among the wheat. In fact, where the tares were sown, there could have been more seeds. There could have been more done for the Lord. I wonder this morning, what more can you do for him? There's always more. There is always more that can be done. Nobody will be in heaven and, and, and stand before the Lord and say, wow, Lord, I did so much for you. In fact, it will be the very reverse. You'd wish you'd given him more. You'd wish that you did more for him. Very quickly, I want to show you another one here. And I believe this one is the most important. The next passage I want to bring you to is in the book of Matthew, but Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. This one, I believe, is a very important one. And the reason why, because falling asleep is dangerous. Falling asleep is dangerous. But if you are not with Christ, then the Bible says it is destruction. It is destruction. It is worse off for those here this morning who are without Christ. You might be here this morning and you're asleep because you've never been made alive. You're asleep because you have not been quickened by the Holy Spirit of God. Because you are not trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. But you're trusting in something else. You're trusting in your own self. Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps, lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. We see here the great trouble that we find is that some are asleep and they have no oil. You see that oil there is a picture of the Spirit of God. 
Some people here are asleep because they don't have the Spirit of God. And what I mean by that is because they never really were saved. There are some people who think that they're saved or they, they act as if they're saved. They're believing on their own self and they, they stand up and they start doing something for the Lord. And all of a sudden they collapse. And the reason was because they never really were saved. You see here, there are those who were waiting for the bridegroom. There were five foolish and five wise, and they were all waiting for the bridegroom. And you say, well, surely if they were waiting for the bridegroom, then they must all have have been saved. But the truth is here, they, they took no oil in their vessels. They weren't ready. They weren't ready for the bridegroom. And some people might hear, might be here today. You might be here today and you say, I'm ready if Jesus was to come back today. I'm ready. I'm ready. But the truth is, are you ready? Are you really ready? What makes you ready? What makes you ready? The Spirit of the God, the Spirit of the Lord is with you. But the Bible says here in verse number five, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Now it's interesting because there were five foolish and five wise and all of them slept. They all slept. But we find in verse number six, and at midnight there was a cry made, behold the bridegroom cometh. And what happens? Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out. What happens here? You see, oftentimes we're all asleep, but when the call is given that Jesus Christ is coming back, then those who are his will be awake and ready. And I wonder each time that the gospel is given, each time the word is faithfully preached and it's been given and said that the Lord Jesus is coming, will you be ready? Will you be ready? Are you ready this morning? They're foolish because they had no lamps. They did not know the Lord Jesus. You say, how do you know that they did not know the Lord Jesus? Those who didn't have the lamps. Look with me, verse number 11. The Bible says this, Afterwards came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. The worst thing this morning is that the Lord would say, I know you not. I know you not. And why? Because you have not believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, those are examples of those who have slept that we ought to learn from these. Now, very quickly in closing, turn back to our passage there in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5. The scripture says, Ye are, in verse number 5, Ye are all the children of light and the children of, of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. That's why it says, let us not sleep. I wonder this morning, are you awake? Are you awake? And the children of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Let us not sleep as, as do others, but let us Watch and be sober. Watch and be sober this morning. In fact, we see here that there's been given here, the Apostle Paul gives us an example of how we should be living. And I want to read through these things very quickly. And I wonder, I want you to ask yourself as I read through these things, is this how I am living? Is this how I am living? As I read through these beginning here in verse number 12. So in verse number 13, 
The Bible says, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. That's warn those who are not living as they should. I wonder, are you doing that with your life? If you're here this morning and you're a believer, then we have a responsibility to warn those who are not living as they should. It doesn't mean that we ought to judge them. The word doesn't say judge. It says warn them. It says warn them. And it says here, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Comfort the feeble-minded. There are some who find it very difficult. There are some who struggle. And we know that. In fact, the Bible wouldn't give this passage if it wasn't there. And that's why we've been asked to comfort the feeble-minded. The Bible says, support the weak. Be patient toward all men. I wonder, that's something that's very challenging oftentimes. It's very hard to be patient with somebody who isn't patient with us. It's very hard to be patient with somebody who wouldn't really show love to us or kindness to us. But think about this, how patient has God been to you? How patient has the Lord been to you? Be patient toward men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but every but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Verse number 16. And I, I believe these next few verses should be the marks of, of a genuine church. A marks of a genuine Christian. If you are truly a born again believer, these are the marks that should be in your life. Verse number 16. Rejoice evermore. Are you rejoicing this morning? Is there rejoicing in your heart? You say, but you don't realize what's going on in the world today. Have you not read the news? Have you not heard the news? Have you not seen? Do you not realize? Rejoice evermore. Because we have a savior, which is Jesus Christ. We already know the outcome. In fact, I, I'm, I'm often confused when people get so scared about what's happening in the world. Because we already know that the Lord Jesus Christ has the victory. We know that. Don't be afraid. Rejoice evermore. I saw this uh, quote yesterday as I was looking at this passage. And it said this, that whilst we're looking to the sun, that, that's the, the sun that's shining, uh, whilst we're looking to the sun, the shadow is behind our back. But the very moment we turn our back on the sun, the shadows are in front of us. And for some people, they've turned their back on the sun. They're not rejoicing. They're not praising the Lord. They're looking at all the things that are going wrong and they've turned their back on the sun and all they see now in front of them is shadows. All they see in front of them is darkness because they're not rejoicing. Pray without ceasing. Because you rejoice, that should cause you to pray without ceasing. Verse number 18. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying or, or when God's word is given, don't despise it. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good and this abstain from all appearance of evil. If something is evil, then stay away from it. 
If something is not of God, then stay away from it. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That I hope that is for everyone who is here this morning. That the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And that you would preserve blameless. She says, how is it possible? The only way that it is possible this morning for anybody to be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is if you know him as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. Only through Jesus Christ is it possible to be presented blameless. Amen. And I love this next verse. In fact, I think this is probably one of my favorite verses in this passage. It says, faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. You say, I want to live as a Christian that is pleasing to God. And I want to do these things that are written here. And I want to be able to live on fire for God. And I, I'm I admit that I'm asleep and I need to awake. But how do I do it? The Bible says this, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Why can I live like that? Because Jesus Christ. Because of Christ. I wondered this morning, have you taken your eyes off him? Have you fallen asleep? And in closing, I want to read a verse in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse number 14. The word of God says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with his spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Awake thou that sleepest. Awake thou that sleepest. I wonder this morning, are you awake? Are you awake and are you watching? Because the truth is this, an unwatchful church will soon become an unholy church. A church that is not watching will soon become unholy. Let us pray. Father, we do thank Thee, Lord, for Your Word. We thank Thee, Father, that You've given us examples in it, Lord, to show us how we ought not to be asleep, Lord, how and serving Thee and living for Thee and rejoicing evermore. Father, help us, Lord, for times where we do not rejoice and we complain and we murmur about all that is going wrong. But Lord, I do pray that you would help us to be a people that is rejoicing and a people that is awake and ready, Lord, to serve Thee. So we do pray this now in Christ Jesus' name and for His sake.